Hi, welcome back to HFC. Um, I hope everybody's had a great week. And, um, you know, I pray that everybody's just kind of felt different ever since Easter's past. I always feel like it's a great, you know, moment to just feel free and really embrace the acknowledgement that, as we said last week, the same spirit that, you know, raised Jesus from the dead dwells within each and every one of us. And the fact that, you know, realizing that Jesus has already set us free from everything that we were going through that he already made the sacrifice so that we would have the freedom that he desired for us. However, there are two verses that I, I guess, really stood out to me. I was watching this video. I I like them. Um, I'll share the channel. It's on YouTube. It's called Impact Video Ministries. Um, And they give like really cute videos that are really just about like five, 10, maybe 15 minutes long. And they're great. They're great. They're like infographics, meaning they're kind of like drawn out, but they're pictures and stuff. And they also have verses. I like them. I love them. Um, because I feel like they make them interesting. And it's interesting enough where, assuming you've watched it and it's not anything that's like, not to say that it's inappropriate because it's all based on the Bible, but it's not anything you're not ready to discuss with your kids. Like maybe the topic is a little more out there, but it it just answers it in a really cool way. It keeps, it has visuals, it keeps you engaged. Um, And it might be cool to just share with someone who you feel like you want to share God with, but you feel like you don't want to send something boring or super long. And I'm not saying that the Word of God is boring, but we all know that when you're first coming into something, something can be too heady, like too informational, and you're like, well, if you don't know anything, you kind of feel like you're jumping into the deep end of a pool without knowing how to swim. So they're really great videos, and I was watching one on talking about, it was actually about video games, um, and it was talking about when you should quit a video game. That's actually the title of the video. And I loved it because something that they said, two verses that they brought up, really stood out to me. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I know a lot of times we end Easter Sunday feeling so free. We feel like different men and women. And we feel like, wow, I just feel like everything that I had prior is completely off of me. I feel amazing. And it's it's true. God has freed you. Jesus' sacrifice has freed you from, the, from your past and from all those things that were on you. That is true. And we know that with boldness, we can come to God to seek mercy and forgiveness. However, this is also true. The one that I want to focus on is 1 Corinthians 8, 9. It says, but be, be, beware lest somehow this liberty, freedom, of yours become a stumbling block to those who are weak. And it doesn't specify whether it's you or people around you, because we know that our freedoms can either, and all of our actions and thoughts can affect ourselves and people around us. And so it's very important that I guess while we're feeling this freedom, we're feeling all this change, that we're being aware that yes, we were giving freedom and nobody's taking that away from us. The Bible is affirming, yes, you have freedom. But there is a beware there. We need to be aware that this freedom that we have, while it seems like we have the freedom to do anything, we have to remember to be in line with God's word and purpose for us. And I guess a lot of times what I was thinking about, because it's not even just Easter Sunday, a lot of times we go to church, we we pray, we worship, and we're like, oh, wow, I, I feel so free right now. I feel so amazing. And we feel that freedom that comes with the presence of God, for we know that in the Bible it says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we feel that freedom because the Spirit of the Lord is heavy in churches when when people have been praying and worshiping, and He's just welcomed in. And we know that this, that just being around someone who is filled with the presence can change you. And so a lot of times what happens is people go to church, someone there is full of the Spirit of the Lord because they've been praying or they've been worshiping, or maybe you've been praying and worshiping. It makes it easier to be invited into the presence of God. And so we're invited into the presence of God and we're praying and we're worshiping and we feel the freedom that God's mercy and forgiveness wash over us and we feel clean, we feel free, we feel unburdened. And then we go and we go throughout our week acting as if 
we can just do the exact same things that we were doing before. We were like, oh, I was too tired. I felt too stressed to do this. Let me go back to doing it. As if there aren't things that we need to be aware of. And this verse is just speaking to that. We need to be aware that there are, yes, we are free to do all things, but there are stumbling blocks and there's things that we are not meant to do. For we know that our body is a temple. We need to treat it with respect for it is the temple of God. And there's a verse that I don't know off the top of my head, but it's because it's very deep in the Bible and I only recently discovered it. It talks about how when Jesus made his sacrifice on the cross, he purchased our body. Our body is his. Now, he is a, so weird to say because it comes off, when I first read it, it came off the wrong way. Like, oh, I'm owned by someone. Like, And I guess I guess the thing is, we we are always being owned by someone, whether or not you know it. We're being owned by debt. We're being owned by you know, the government, by a state. They may not specifically state it that way, but we're owned by something. If you think we're not, then you're sadly mistaken. There's no one in this world who can say they don't have rules or someone governing above them other than people who are in the lead positions. But even they have people that they listen to and have to be ruled and governed by. There is no person with soul power other than God. And so we are owned by someone and that's someone that we are owned by is God, by Jesus, because he purchased us with his blood. He paid for our sins. Sin had previously owned us. Now Jesus owns us. Now in that verse, it talks about because we are owned by God, we cannot and we should not be disrespecting the body that Jesus, and this one's mainly talking about sexual sin, but I feel like we can at the same time relate it to this, that we shouldn't be disgracing the body that Jesus owns. We are his possession. And not and not just that, it's also said that in the Bible, we are his treasured possession. We are his treasure. We know that from the identity um, series. We are his treasured possession, his treasure, his loved one. It's almost like, for those of you that had kids, seeing a, your own child talk bad about themselves as if they're ugly, as if they're stupid, as if they're incapable. We are not to disgrace ourselves, to speak badly about ourselves, to do harmful things to ourselves. We are not our own bodies. We are not our own spirits. We belong to Jesus. And, and again, we're owned by something. So I don't want you to take this in the wrong way and believe, oh, and I, I'll have to find this verse and I'll share it with you next, next week because it's going to take me a while because I literally do not know the name of the verse. I just know it's a verse because it was something that really spoke to me and that really opened my eyes to what um, dilemmas can come with sexual sin, the dilemmas that can come with um, things like cursing, with things like um, kind of like tattoos and stuff, things that aren't, and I'm not saying tattoos by, in, in and of themselves are bad, but I do believe that there are some tattoos where you're putting a tattoo on your body and it's like, would this tattoo glorify God? Does this tattoo give a good representation of God? Would God be like, yeah, I want that on my possession kind of thing. And it just opened your eyes to the fact that, yes, we are free, but we are free because our owner, Jesus, who has purchased us, has given us freedom, not because we have earned the freedom or because we're just set free and set loose. We are owned by Jesus and we are set free by Jesus and he gives us freedom. But again, in this verse, it says, but beware lest somehow this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to those who are weak. And as I said before, it doesn't specify whether that's someone that could you know, approach this freedom as a stumbling block as ourselves, or if it is other people. In some cases, we can be our own stumbling block, meaning the freedoms that we are doing, the things that we are doing may not be to other people. It may just be to ourselves. We may be watching pornography. We may be indulging in um, maybe videos or literature or video games or listening to things that aren't what God would like us to be listening to, whether it could be something as simple as this person is cussing 
using swear words very, very frequently or taking the Lord's name in vain. And geez, this is not the conversation I wanted to have because it's not a very fun conversation. We have to be aware of the things that we're putting into our lives. Are they going to be a stumbling block for us? Are they opening doors for ourselves or other people around us? Um, perhaps, you know, I don't... The Bible doesn't specifically state that alcohol is bad, but it does talk about overindulging in anything can be bad. And so maybe, you know, you have alcohol in a house or something. And for you, it's just like, maybe you even, you just have a little bit of wine or something, but someone around you can't handle that wine. Possibly your freedom may be affecting their ability to have the same freedoms. And it's kind of weird because this is sounding a lot like freedom of speech and, you know, um, the freedoms that we talk about in America, like making sure your freedoms don't infringe upon someone else's freedoms. And so I guess in the same way, the Bible said it first, right? Be 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 wary that your liberty does not cause other people to stumble. Some things that you may be okay with, other people are not okay with. But also be, aware, be wary of yourself. Because I know a lot of times that we see people, oh, well, they're doing that, they're fine, whatever. And we think that just because someone else is fine listening to something or doing something means that we're com- going to be completely fine doing the same exact thing. Like I know for a fact that there are there are people who literally can pray maybe like 30 minutes a day and be fine. And then there are people who the only way they feel like they're in tune with God is if they're praying like an hour and they're worshiping and praising and they're just like in it, in it. And there are other people who don't need that at all. And so I feel like it's important to realize that you know, you can't go around saying, oh, well, that person's doing that and they're fine. You have to have that personal relationship with God. And that's why we talk about, you know, going to church being a relationship and not a religion because a religion assumes that there's certain practices that you have to follow. Like, oh yes, all we all have to do is pray five minutes every day, read a word, uh, one verse, and and that's it. We're all going to be okay. And that's going to work for all of us. But it's not a religion. It's a relationship. Meaning, you know, perhaps in your relationship, little communication works. Or perhaps in your relationship, lots of communication works. And, and in all honesty, God's never going to hate you for communicating more. Um, but there are going to be people who need more communication to have that stable relationship, who need more communication to have a great relationship, to have a healthy relationship with God. And there's going to be people who need to read more and more the Word of God in order to ascertain that kind of belief and that steadfast faith, and they're going to be people who read something and just believe. The truth of the matter is that not one person is the same. That's why it is called a relationship with Jesus Christ and not a religion. That's why we have to veer away from believing that there are common practices in here instead of understanding that someone may, you know, in their freedom, need to read the Bible like a chapter a day or something, or read five verses a day and meditate on it for 30 minutes. And other people for you reading five minutes, that may be it. Like God speaks to you in those five minutes and you're good and you believe and there's no issues and there's no nothing. But I feel like sometimes we allow, I guess what I'm trying to say is we get the freedom to do things and we just kind of assume that everybody should be the same, that there aren't, that what one person can do, another person can do, what one person is free to do, another person is free to do. And the reality is of it is, yes, while we have the freedom, we have to understand that what may work for one other person will not work for you because, again, we are different people and we have a relationship, not a religion. And so, honestly, for me, one of the things that usually frustrates me is I feel like to have a great relationship with God, I have to read the read the Bible and like actively meditate on something. And I have to be like actively doing something. If I'm not 
praying and worshiping like at least 10 to 15 minutes a day, I feel like I'm like drowning and going deep in and like I, I can't control my thoughts and I can't control my actions. Like I'm just not who God has called me to be. And I'm not going to lie when I say that I get frustrated because I'm like, well, other people don't have to do that. And I guess what I'm trying to say is this word kind of spoke to me because we get so caught up in wanting to be as free as the next person that we don't realize that, again, this isn't a religion, it's a relationship. What someone else may be free to do, you may not be free to do. That there are freedoms that exist for each person individually. This isn't a argument of what's fair or what's not fair. It's an argument about what's going to give you a a healthy relationship with God. And I don't even know how we got here from talking about, you know, freedoms, but I guess that's what I, I wanted to talk about. What was on my heart was the fact that we have to be aware that what other people may be free to do, you may not be, because we have to be aware that what may work for someone else could be a stumbling block for ourselves. Maybe someone can have that belief like instantly, but for us, we need those 30 minutes. We need to meditate on the word. We have to pray about it and actively seek something out for way longer than other people would, and we don't get it, but that's what works for us. And granted, I'm not saying that, you know, the people who five minutes works for them wouldn't benefit from doing a 30-minute meditation on the word of God or whatever. It probably would, Right. But again, it's it's not a religion, it's a relationship. So what you may require from your relationship with God or what God may require from you is not always going to mirror what someone else has or mirror what someone else does in their relationship with God. That's why a lot of times, like, I think it's important to remember that when we see someone else moving, it's I know that's usually what frustrates me. Oh, God, why are you giving them so many dreams? Why are you doing so many things for them? And it's like, well, where's where's my things and where's where's my stuff? And we try to compare our relationship with God to someone else's. And just in the same way that each child requires a different kind of love and a different kind of help in school, in, in family, and in, in all those things— each child of God requires a love, but sometimes it looks in different ways. Sometimes it, it moves in different ways. Sometimes it's not as readily visible, and sometimes it is more readily visible. And so just be wary of this idea of, of freedom and realizing that you can't go out and do everything that you want to do. You have to be in your word, regardless of whether it's 30 minutes or five minutes, but you have to be in your word, realizing that there are stumbling blocks. There are things out here. Yes, you have the freedom to go out and do and live because Jesus has bought you from death, but there are things that doing them, while you may be free to do them, will impact your relationship with God. Oh, I guess the other thing I want to talk about is we have to remember that those freedoms that we get from church, and this is the last part, I promise, it doesn't even really have to do with the verse. It's just more of something that is on my mind. A lot of times people feel free. They're like, oh, I felt free when I did this. Like I was I was, I was worshiping and praising in church and now I feel free. And I guess it's kind of the old thing that people say, your relationship with God should not exist on one day. If you're having a healthy relationship with someone, you're communicating often. Again, it goes back to everybody has their own little freedoms and own relationship, personal relationship with God. So you may be communicating like all day long. You're like that serial texter, like, hey, God, how's it going? You know, oh, just checking in. What's up? What are you doing? Oh, cool. That's cool. Sending gifts to each other all day long. Granted, I don't know what the gift equivalent would be with God, but doing something similar and then, or you could be the, hey, God, just checking in. I just want to check how your day was. And you have like a short five-minute talk at the end of the day. Again, would it hurt to talk more? No, it wouldn't hurt anybody to talk more. But also, you know, different relationships. We all have a different relationship. And everybody's relationship is going to look generally the same. We all have the love of God. We all have the identity of Christ because we have brought him into our hearts. 
but there's still going to be different things that exist. Like we all should be praying. We all should be um, reading our word. But what that may look like for you may look different for someone else. We all should be worshiping God. But again, that worship looks like for you may be different from someone else. Someone may be worshiping by singing. Someone may be worshiping by dancing. Someone may be worshiping by just offering words of praise up to God. Um, But it all looks different. Hey, anyway, as always, let's go ahead and um, end this with prayer. Dear God, Thank you for giving us freedom, first of all, for purchasing us from our sins, for taking that sacrifice that we were needing to make and making the sacrifice for us. Thank you, Lord, for the freedoms that you've given us, the freedom to love, the freedom to live, for giving us the freedom where your spirit is, Lord. But Lord, I pray that you remind us, Lord, that where there is freedom, Lord, there is the freedom to do good and there's the freedom to do bad, that we have to be mindful of what our actions are leading us towards. Keep us aware of the situations that we are taking ourselves into and aware of the quality of our relationship with you and aware of how we can improve or maintain the relationship that we have with you or whether we need to improve or maintain the relationship because we are all in different places lord help us to create an awareness of where we are in your relationship with you and just to open our eyes to realizing that yes we are free but what does freedom look like for a christian believer Lord, I pray that you forgive us for all of our sins, Lord, and that you lead us away from temptation, Lord. And I pray that you just continue to draw us into your word and into a relationship with you and into our walk with you. Continue to draw us and prepare us for the plans and promises that you have for each and every one of us, Lord. And just continue to speak to us. Continue to inspire us to read our word and, and get closer to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of HFC. Um, I found the verse. The verse is 1 Corinthians 6, 18-20. It says, Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So just remember, you belong to God. He gives you freedoms that other owners would not, but doesn't mean that you still don't have to respect his purchase. Have a great week. God bless you. And um, see you next time. Bye.